Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where I help passionate entrepreneurs condense an hour of business research into 22 minutes of powerful conversations filled with knowledge, stories, and advice to help you achieve your one-year goal in 90 days. From national stages to your earbuds, I'm here to tell you that it's possible to have a profitable and sustainable business without the fear of overwhelm and uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's all mojo and none of the fluff. It's time to get motivated in 22 minutes. Welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. And this is our brand performance podcast. You know, today's performance conversation is with our special guest, Bethany Clemenson. Now, Bethany and I go back a ways and we'll share that interaction that we had. And it's been a number of years. You know, she fills the space as a leadership and a mindset coach. She is the DISC personality style trainer and consultant, and she is the the podcast founder uh, and creator of Dialed In. So, you know, Bethany has a very strong history of developing leaders and initiating training programs, mentoring, coaching, identifying and improving culture gaps. So, you know, she too knows how to motivate a team. And today our conversation is, you know, what does it take to create these big, fast results that Bethany has witnessed with her clients? you know, why that topic is is such value to our listeners today. So welcome to this week's episode, Bethany. Thank you so much, Marlo. It is a pleasure to be here with you. Absolutely. Okay. So this is really fun. From your vantage point, let's like, how did we get to know each other? How did we meet? Well, um, we had a mutual friend, a business partner, so to speak, that brought both of us in to speak to an uh, high school entrepreneurial class. And it's been, oh my God, I don't know, four years ago, maybe yeah, at even least longer. something like that. Yeah. 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 We've gotten to know each other. And at the time you were serving in a different role. That's where as an entrepreneur yourself, I want our listeners to hear your story. And how have you created some big, fast results for yourself personally, Bethany? Sure. Well, when you and I met, I, uh, I was actively still working in corporate. I was working in a role in senior living and I had opened and ran my own, not my own, but a senior living community and then kind of moved up the corporate ladder where I was overseeing, I don't know, 15 properties or so as a regional director. And I'm a nurse by trade. And so over the course of several years, I had the opportunity to sit with people as they face the end of their life. I kind of had multiple things happening at once, but I realized that people died with regrets, that they didn't necessarily say they were regrets, but their their conversation would sound something like this. I've had a good life, but, and the but would be things like, I wish I would have gone to nursing school. I wish I would have been a teacher. I wish I would have spent more time with my kids and less time working. I wish I would have not lived for what I thought everybody else wanted me to do, but maybe lived for what I wanted. I wish I would have taken the vacation, climbed the mountain. I mean, it was very different for every individual, but what I found was that everybody had that. And I became really discouraged. And about that same time, I was very stuck in my career. I, I felt like, what I was doing was the same and I wished to make more impact, but couldn't see a way and really was starting to lose hope. And so I was working with a coach, getting results there. And it was amazing. And then I met this woman named Maxine and she was a resident in a community and Maxine didn't have any regrets. She had lived full out. 
And it just gave me hope that maybe I could do that too. And if I could do it, I bet anybody could do it. So how, how was, you know, my first question was how, and I spent a lot of time with Maxine learning from her. And she said, you just have to take action. You take action without knowing the whole way you, you, you listen to your intuition, you listen to your gut and you take the next step, even if you don't know the next step after that, or 10 steps, but you have a vision for what you want to do. And you just do the one next thing. Powerful in front of you. That's kind of turned into a motto on how I live and, and how I lead. Okay. And to share the backstory, I mean, you took on an experience, not only did you obviously embrace that you saw vision for yourself, but what did you and your family do together to accomplish that goal as well? So for me, as soon as I started working with a coach and saw the impact it was having on me personally, I had to like force my family to go on that journey with me. Sometimes they were willing, sometimes they were not. And initially it was a joke around my house. Oh, working with a life coach again. Uh huh. How's that going? You thinking differently? But then when they saw that I was really changing, they kind of got all got on board and we all started to dream together. And um, we talked about what it would look like as our family to take massive action, to do something that would be big for us. And um, we talked about this idea of traveling. And initially we thought about traveling, like the world traveling to different countries, but then we thought maybe we should just see what's, we'll start here. Let's see what's here because we haven't even explored our own country, let alone, you know, going abroad. So um, short story, I'll make the long story short. We ended up, I left my corporate job. We sold what was once our dream house and most of our belongings. And we bought a motorhome, having never really camped. And we traveled the U.S. and lived in the motorhome for about a year. So our kids went to school online and we just decided that we wanted fewer things and more adventure. Wow. Wow. Okay. So how old were the children when you guys were doing this? Like your kids were how old? Uh, 12 and 14. Wow. Anybody who's listening to this, what a bold move, not only to live your dream, but then to bring them along with you. And so much of the unknown. How did you guys embrace the unknown? Like you said, you hadn't even camped much before. How did, like, how did you embrace that concept? I'm curious. Uh, well, luckily, my husband is very mechanically minded. What we found is that even if you buy a brand new motorhome, there are things that are wrong with it. Like we thought, you know, it'll be okay. It's like buying a new car. You don't expect there to be like things wrong with it. But Motorhomes are a different story. So we became just very good at problem solving together. And we didn't have a really long laid out plan. The kids had a list of places they wanted to see. And so we kind of laid out a loose plan according to what made sense directionally and seasonally on where we were going to be. But we didn't, I didn't make it reservations weeks ahead of time. You know, we just kind of flew by the seat of our pants and we just learned We learned to be in the moment. I know that sounds cliche, but we had to be. We had to be in the moment because we didn't know what was happening next and we had to be okay with that. Right. Okay. So then you've shifted from there. So you took this year-long journey cross country, (laughs) involved the kids, uprooted everything. And now where are you at? Like, So take us to the end of that experience. Sure. So prior to leaving my corporate job, I had become a certified coach. And so I was practicing that kind of as as a side hustle. 
And it was actually one of the pieces I loved most about my corporate job. And so when we went on the road, I continued doing that in a small way, still more of it as a side hustle. And then we ended up landing in Wisconsin, like Northwestern Wisconsin, which wasn't our plan. We actually had a residency in Florida, which is kind of the opposite of (laughs) where we ended up. But what happened is we spent about two months in Florida and we traveled both coasts and Tom, my husband, Tom and I had lived there about five years before we had kids. And we thought, well, this is, this will be perfect, right? We'll, We'll just go back. It'll be fine. But the kids weren't feeling it. Frankly, neither were we. And I was kind of disappointed. I kind of mourned that because I had this whole picture in my head, right? And it wasn't, it wasn't working out like I thought. But then when we came up up to Wisconsin in July to visit friends, our kids fell in love with it. And they had been here before, but not in not for a long period of time. And um, we visited the lakes and which are everywhere up here, as you know. They loved it. And so we ended up settling in this really tiny town. The population is like 800 people, although on the weekends, it like 10Xs because it's a resort community. Everybody comes up to their cabins on the lakes. And so we bought this rundown resort property with all these cabins on it, on the lake, and we're fixing it up. So it should be open, um, you know, late spring, early summer next year. So um, I'm going to do women's retreats and, and we'll do Airbnb and So I've just continued to grow my coaching and speaking business since we landed here permanently. So, I mean, talk about like what it takes to create big results. I mean, just listening to your story, Bethany, I mean, the fact that, you know, you were in a corporate environment and you had that desire for more, right. Or or that, that satisfaction, it just wasn't there listening to Maxine and, and having her say, you know, just take some action. You took some very big, bold actions to get to where you are today. So what's your advice for somebody else who's listening to this, who's, who's listening to your bravery and your courage and your story? What would you offer to them? You know, I didn't even realize that it was possible until I found someone that was proof that, you know, she, Maxine showed me that it, it was, it was proof that it was possible to live a life where you weren't dying with all these regrets or live a life where you weren't trying to please everyone around you, where you knew who you were and you lived that authentically. And so I would say, find a mentor, dead, alive, doesn't matter. It could be from a Think and Grow Rich book. It could be, <laughs> you know, it could, it could be the Bible. It could be whatever that is for you, but find someone that's proof for you and follow that. Because I promise you that, that everybody who has been successful or has lived a life true to their purpose is going to tell you, you never have to know the whole way. You suspend the need to know how, and you follow your intuition. You listen to yourself and you just take the one next step. And then after that one, you take the next one. I mean, I don't know how all this is going to work out. I can't tell you exactly what it's going to look like a year from now here, but um, the more you do it and the more you step into the unknown and you're okay with it, the more you realize that things just, they fall into place. And it may not be how you think, but they fall into place and it's okay. So let you be the proof in that space of courage. But you know, the other thing too, I'm sure people are going to want to hear, you know, where does fear come into play? Did you experience any fear of, you know, selling everything off, getting an RV, going across country? Were there fears that were creeping up? 
for you? Oh, absolutely. Because your brain doesn't know the difference between true and perceived fear. And so anything that's outside of what is normal for you, what is usual, your brain is going to send off all the alarm bells and put you into fight or flight. I mean, but so recognizing that and being able to calm yourself center yourself, love fear. It's there for a reason. In fact, if you're not in true danger, fear is just proof that you're doing something, mm-hmm. that you're living, that that you're that you're not just here existing, taking up space. Like if you don't have fear on a day-to-day basis, um, I would question whether you're even pushing yourself to live a big life. Absolutely. We've talked about creating a big life and overcoming fear. Let's talk about getting results. Are you matching the results that you had set out for yourself with this journey, where you are today? Give us some insight on how you look at results and any kind of like direction for somebody who wants to know. Mm -hmm. Great question. So obviously goals, I mean, you've got to set goals, but if it doesn't work out exactly like you have planned to not just throw your hands up, it's like when you're on a diet and then you eat the donut and then you spend the next three weeks eating donuts because you ate the one, right? You have to be able to recommit, readjust, and then move forward again. Like it's, it's a constant resetting, you know, like my goal is like my GPS, right? I have it out there. I know where I'm going and I try something and if it doesn't work, okay, I try something different. Oh, that worked better. Okay. Let me improve it and try it again. I mean, it's, it's a process. Like I, there are things that I know that I can do now really, really well, that work really well. And, but there are other things I'm stretching and trying and, and it's just a constant, it's a constant process of improvement. So whether it's, I want to five times my client base or like right now I'm putting together a virtual conference. I've never done that before. I've organized in like in real life conferences, but not virtually. It's a whole new animal in my fighting fear. Absolutely. But I want to make an impact. I don't want to get to the end of my life and have buds. So you're letting impact overcome the fear. And I think that's very monumental. You know, you're making that choice though. You'd mentioned GPS. How do we find our GPS? Do you have any direction on like helping somebody understand, determine what their North Star is? Oh my goodness. I love that you asked this. So I don't think I've ever been asked this on a, on a podcast interview. I just taught on this accidentally this morning. We were um, discussing priorities and how you spend time inside my nine-week Big Life View program. Somebody, I had a, I had a similar question by a client. And that, so here's what I would recommend. Write a timeline of your life from your very first memory up until now and write down everything that made you feel amazing. I don't care if it was eating gelato. It doesn't matter. Everything that you can remember that made you feel amazing. So like for me, sitting at my grandparents' kitchen table, having coffee with them, I'm using air quotes because it was like warm milk with a splash of coffee when I was little, organizing plays with my cousins, you know, those, like I did this timeline and then you can go back and you can do the same thing for um, times that you were emotionally impacted in a negative way. So the good and the bad. So you're doing when you were let down, when you felt less than, when you were hurt, when you felt left out, whatever that is, because typically your North Star is an intersection between what lights you up and your pain point. And so for me, why do I do what I do? Because I want people to know that they're worthy because I didn't feel worthy. And I want people to know that they belong 
because I didn't feel like I belonged. And I want people to know that they have potential because I didn't know I had potential. And so, well, like, that's it. Oftentimes we'll take our experience and that guides us. You Mm -hmm. know, it's the things that we've experienced, right? Those, those points in our life. And it's where the people that follow or gather or build community around are those like-minded spirits. Tell us some examples. I mean, is that ring true for, you know, for you and, and your tribe? I mean, are these people that maybe have experienced the same things that you have or, or maybe want to have the things that you have achieved? Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes, people, every single person I've worked with struggles with worthiness. I mean, if you're alive, you struggle with not feeling good enough on some level. If you really get honest with yourself and it comes out in all different ways, you don't speak your mind in relationships, or maybe you're super overbearing in your relationships. Either way is destructive. Maybe, you know, you don't have the results in your work life that you want. Maybe you, you don't have a partner and you would like to have a partner. You know, maybe you're in a bad relationship and you can't get out of it. Like I've had clients that have quit school. I've had clients that have made their side hustle their their life dream. I have had people have hard conversations with their husband after 28 years of marriage because they've never spoken their mind before. People that have put up solid boundaries, improved their relationships with their kids, all kinds of things. So, I mean, as big or as small as you want to imagine, um, people come and work with me for all different kinds of reasons. But I attract people that want to belong that want to have hope that their life can be different and that want to know that they're worthy. Right. We're in the holiday season. How are you creating a sense of belonging in this small town where you've kind of just <laughs> built your new family? You put your stake in the ground. Like, how are you guys positioning that, Bethany, for you and your family? And, and what does that look like for you with a new holiday? Well, you know, like all of us with COVID, we've all been highly impacted. So, Like physically actually seeing people is very limited. I mean, my kids just went back to school, but they're only in-person school two days a week now. And so all of that is so much different than what it's looked like before. But truly, like being on the road in the motorhome, my sense of community was very connected to the internet. I mean, I have friends literally all over the world. The internet makes it so small and easily accessible. So I'm on Zoom calls pretty much every day, either with clients or with people that I'm collaborating with. And I think that's, that's essentially how I create the sense of community. I mean, for my clients and people that maybe are interested in working with me, I have a a Facebook group where, you know, I'm, I'm live in and I'm answering questions and and we connect that way. Um, Something else that's been really fun that I've implemented since COVID happened is um, with my clients, I use Voxer, the Voxer app, because in, we're at each other's fingertips because let's just be real here. People are feeling alone. They're feeling so alone and disconnected. And that app has really helped. Excellent. So if somebody doesn't know about it, explain it, Bethany Voxer, correct? Voxer V as in Victor O X E R. And it's a free app you can get on your smartphone. It's like a walkie talkie app. So you can just press the button and talk into it and it just sends a voice message, but your phone will beep twice kind of like it would if you were speaking over a walkie-talkie, but you can also text in the app and send photos and documents too, but it's just a quick way to stay in touch, you know, without having to schedule a phone call and and jump through all those hoops, you can just message back and forth. 
Right, right. Okay, so as we are coming into the close of this episode, and this is always a question that we like to ask all of our guests, what is your advice for reaching like a one-year goal, but doing it in a 90-day in a time frame? <laughs> so backwards planning, right? Like I, I would set it out 90 days and then put the big milestones in place and what has to happen. And if I don't know all the steps, put the steps in that I know, and then just start doing the one next thing in front of me. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. not giving up, you know, resetting, readjusting, evaluating, not giving up aggressive. Excellent. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Tenacity, resetting, evaluating, mm-hmm. and backwards planning is your way of getting to that goal in a very short period of time. So super effective. Okay. So where can we find you? What's your website, social media, and how can we connect? Sure. My website is bethanyclim.com and you can find me on social on Facebook. I'm at speaker Bethany. I'm on LinkedIn, Bethany Clemenson, Instagram. I mean, if you just Google me, you'll find me. Excellent. All right. Mm -hmm. And to learn more about Bethany, you can also visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can add Bethany to your circle of influence, connect to her resources and continue the conversation. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Marlo. Absolutely. We invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Performing Get Paid community Facebook page. This is where we will engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach passionate entrepreneurs like you to achieve complete confidence and clarity to reach your one-year goal in 90 days. Learn how you can get more done in less time with my number one proven formula for consistency and clarity. Simply go to go.marlohiggins.com to download. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo.